The first question I have is, is what's one of the most common questions you've run into from residential real estate photographers around the issue of licensing and copyright in dealing with their clients? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, the, the topic of licensing comes up, like you said, in these Facebook groups. And I think I'm not going to answer your question directly because I don't know if it's okay. like a question that I get so often, but it's almost like just a lack of understanding of what you're actually selling when you sell, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, sell a photograph. Because your photographs are not tangible goods. They are not uh, an item and you're not selling, quote unquote, a service necessarily. Uh, and let me explain this. Your photographs, when you, quote unquote, sell them, you're not selling your photographs. You are licensing intellectual property for an agreed upon parameter. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to grow and expand and scale your business by offering your clients, your realtor clients, online <clears throat> custom ordering portals, uh, upselling them to other products and services that you offer and making them aware of everything that you can do to improve their marketing, uh, to delivering their media with custom online web pages and marketing tiles as well to help them really brand themselves and, and market themselves. Spiro is all about really making yourself valuable to your customers. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the Spiro Business uh, Development and and client care specialist and the host of the Spiro podcast. Along with me, the guy that I can't do it without, our Spiro founder and owner, Todd Kivimaki. Hey, Craig. Hey, it's great to be here this week. Uh, hope everybody uh, had a great uh, a great weekend, although you're not listening to this after our weekend. So hopefully you're having a great day out there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for giving us a, an opportunity to be with you today. We know your time is valuable. Uh, excited about our guest today. Really great information, so you're going to want to stick around. Uh, if you're joining us again, thanks for coming back. Uh, we want this to be your podcast, so shoot us an email, hello at Spiro.media. Uh, you can go straight to Craig at Craig at Spiro.media. Uh, let us know what questions you have. You know, the market is changing a little bit, and uh, this might be the time of the year that you begin to work on your business and not and are not so busy with shoots every day. So if you're thinking about growth, thinking about the business of your business, shoot us an email. We'd love to find an expert or give you knowledge that we know on how to help you grow your business. Yeah. So Todd, one of the, the one of the questions I run into a lot in the, the real estate photo and, and video Facebook groups that, that I frequent um, has to do with licensing and copyright of the work that we do as, as real estate photographers. There are just a lot of questions about that, a lot of different opinions, a lot of different answers. Um, you know, you have this tension of photographers that want to uh, protect and, and profit from their work, uh, then also realtors, brokers, realtor boards, MLSs, that basically want us to sign away all of our rights so that they can use those photos however they want. So there's, there's this, um, just a lot of frustration in this. Yeah. And it's a, it's a scary thing, right? Like anything that you, that has a contract, at least to me, I mean, I, I've, I've read a lot of contracts in my life, but not anywhere near like one an attorney, we still send them out. And it's just, it's like, whoa, this is, 
this is big stuff here and you have rights, they have rights, but I just want everybody, you know, I just want my client to be happy. So should you sign away your rights? Uh, you know, those are some things that at least we thought about. And, uh, you know, we're really excited to have Adam Taylor here from Hawaii Architectural Photography um, today to join us. He is a master on this subject, and he also is going to share with you some uh, just a great business idea as well. But we'll get to that. But Adam, it's great to have you here on the podcast with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and share what I can about the topic of licensing. Yeah, and I'm excited to have you. And you came highly recommended from one of your good friends that we just talked to a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Jordan Powers. And uh, so thanks for joining us. We, we really do appreciate that. So you've been in photography, I, I think we were talking offline uh, about 16 years or so. And so could you kind of introduce yourself to us and, and tell us a little bit about your photography journey of how you started and how you got to... Um, kind of being an expert on the on the issue of licensing and copyright we just yeah we'd love to get to know you a little bit here sure uh so the cliff notes version is graduated from uh, lsu in baton rouge louisiana in 2005 and 2006 i started my professional career as a photographer uh, i got my literal dream job right out of college working for a bmx bike riding magazine oh that's so fun. i worked in the bmx industry uh, for about eight years or so. Uh, and then I kind of just lost the passion for the action sports lifestyle uh, and was looking for the next thing. Uh, kind of transitioned a little bit towards fitness photography, shooting things like CrossFit competitions, uh, and then found myself doing real estate photography. Uh, and the reason why I got into that was because I was looking for something that I could use my skills as a photographer to make money, um, but not have to travel quite as much as I had been. Um, but also, in a nutshell, I liked really nice houses and I couldn't afford one of my own yet. So I thought if I could <laughs> shoot photos of luxury houses, at least I could hang out in them all day. Um, so I started shooting real estate in 2014. Uh, and then around 2017, kind of made the shift towards shooting architecture and design, which is what I'm doing now. Awesome. And, and Adam, what were you always, so did it go, I, I love shooting really nice houses in really beautiful parts of the world. Were you always out of Hawaii or where, what took you to Hawaii? Yeah, so I, uh, like I said, graduated from LSU in Louisiana, moved to Southern California to work in the action sports industry because that's the mecca of action sports. So I was in SoCal up until uh, November 2020. So kind of, you know, towards the end of the height of the pandemic, I guess you could say. Uh, my wife and I and our daughter, who was like three and a half at the time, we moved to Hawaii in November 2020 uh, just to live our dreams. You know, we, again, my passion for action sports had dwindled. Mm -hmm. I had picked up other hobbies and passions. Uh, I like free diving and hiking and waterfalls and SoCal didn't offer any of that stuff anymore. And so we kind of looked at our lives and said, you know, do we only want to do our hobbies once a year on vacation or do we want to move somewhere uh, that we can do our hobbies all year round? So we packed up and went to Hawaii. Oh, congrats. Good for you. That's what a leap of faith. That's exciting. Yeah, thanks. I came here not knowing a single person. I didn't have any contacts or leads. I had uh, some camera equipment and a skill set and, uh, and a dream. So we made it happen. That's exciting. Now, with along that journey, you became um, very knowledgeable in copyright um, rules and laws. Do you mind sharing just how, how what, what led you to that? And then, then how did you dig into that? Well, uh, you know, to be honest, less so in the copyright and more so on the licensing side of things of just you know, what can I do with my images once they're taken? Uh, and that really stemmed from the BMX world. You know, I worked at this magazine and I would shoot an event like the X Games for my magazine. And we would use a couple images, maybe in the print magazine and a bunch online on the website. 
Uh, and then after that, I had thousands of images sitting there and companies like Red Bull or Monster Energy or DC Shoes or bike brands or whatever, they would email me and say, hey, I know you were at this event shooting. Do you have photos of XYZ rider? I need one for a catalog or for an ad or for a poster or whatever. Uh, and so companies would re re reach out to me asking to buy images or license images that I had already shot uh, that were just sitting on a hard drive. And so once that started to happen more and more, I realized like, hey, I could reach out to them and offer what I have uh, because there's probably a bunch of other companies that aren't reaching out to me that might need what I have. So I started just being a lot more proactive with licensing my BMX photographs. Uh, and to be quite honest, like my salary at the magazine was very small. And so I looked at this as an opportunity to just, you know, raise my income. Uh, and so I started with that. And then when I kind of shifted more towards that architecture design side of things, I was working uh, with a tile manufacturer. Uh, and so essentially this company that manufactures tiles was hiring me to go out and photograph people's homes or different commercial spaces and really focusing my interior and architecture style shots on their products, whether it be on a backsplash or a floor or, you know, fireplace features or whatever. And there was uh, one particular instance where I photographed a fireplace that had the bricks around the fireplace, but you can see the logo of the fireplace company on there. And I was like, huh, well, if a tile company wants this kind of photo for their marketing, maybe the fireplace company wants it as well. And so I did a little research, found a, a person in marketing at that fireplace company, sent out a quick email, and lo and behold, they ended up buying or licensing the photo from me to use in their marketing. And so the light bulbs kind of started going off around this time. And I was like, wait a minute, I've, I've been shooting all these homes for you know these years and uh, you know I might be sitting on a bunch of money that's just untapped. And so that's kind of where it started to snowball and realizing that the photographs that I take have value to the client that I shot them for, but they also might have value to a lot of other companies that might be willing to pay for them, i.e. license them. Right, so we're gonna ask questions um, Really, our, our core audience are, are real estate photographers, residential homes, things like that. Yep. So one of the things we would kind of want to pick your brain on are issues around that, but then also some creative thinking on how real estate photographers, residential photographers can can license those issues and, and yeah. maybe yeah, expand their, their sales. So the first question I have is, is what's one of the most common questions you've run into from residential real estate photographers around the issue of licensing and copyright? in dealing with their clients? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, the, the topic of licensing comes up, like you said, in these Facebook groups. And I think, I'm not gonna answer your question directly because I don't know if it's okay. like a question that I get so often, but it's almost like just a lack of understanding of what you're actually selling when you sell, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, sell a photograph. Because your photographs are not tangible goods. They are not, uh, an item and you're not selling quote unquote a service necessarily. Uh, and let me explain this. Your photographs, when you quote unquote sell them, you're not selling your photographs. You are licensing intellectual property for an agreed upon parameter. Uh, so let's kind of break that down a little bit. An argument can be made that you're selling a service by showing up and shooting photographs. I get that. An argument can be made that you can print out a photograph and you're selling a good. I get that. But what we're actually doing here is we are licensing intellectual property. Your images, your photographs are intellectual property. When you uh, sell them to the realtor or the homeowner or the, the brokerage firm, you are not selling them your photographs. You are 
licensing them, you are selling them a license uh, to use the images. So you're selling them the rights to be able to use the photos for parameters that are agreed upon ahead of time through those contracts you talked about. So if you can understand this concept that your photographs are uh, intellectual property that's being licensed for parameters set upon ahead of time, then that kind of answers a lot of the other questions that come later. Uh, and I think it's that concept that I just explained that people kind of struggle with and they, they sort of overlook that or they're just not educated. And that's kind of why we're here educating on the business side of things, right? Because people just don't know. Uh, and a great way to help uh, other photographers and your clients that you're trying to explain this to is giving them uh, something they, they can relate to a little bit more. Because a lot of people aren't really used to thinking of photographs as intellectual property. But software, you know, we all use different software, Photoshop, Microsoft Word, et cetera, in our businesses. And that's something that your realtors can relate to as well. If you explain to the realtor that the software that they use is an intellectual property, you don't buy Microsoft Word and own it. You can't give it out to all your friends. And if your brokerage house has a bunch of realtors that all need that program, you're going to pay more for the license to use that software for all of the people that are using it. So same kind of thing with music. If you buy a song off of iTunes for a couple of bucks, you're licensing that song to use in your personal library or life or whatever. You can play it on your iPhone. You can play it on your computer. You can play it in your house. But that doesn't give you the right to put it in a monetized YouTube video. It doesn't give you the rights to produce a television commercial for your brokerage house to use that song. Uh, so photographs are a lot of the same thing, uh, but people just don't always see it like that until you educate them on it. Mm, that's such a good analogy of thinking about software or music, Adam. Um, so for our listeners out there that are thinking, oh no, I don't have a contract. What are, are there, is there, any any rules or regulations established because it's intellectual property or do I, is this only if I have a signed contract with my client? Yeah, really good question. So uh, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be one. Um, so don't take anything I say as legal advice. Always check with your attorney, yada, yada, right? Disclaimers. Um, but with that said, in the US, when you take a photograph, you own the copyright to that image. So in order for somebody else to use it, you have to give them permission to use it in a commercial application like selling a home uh, or marketing the sale of a property. So your agreement with your realtor, your client, uh, needs to have those set parameters in there ahead of time. Um, so if you don't have a contract, I would suggest getting one, uh, you know, working with an attorney. I'm sure there's resources out there that have you know, templates, things that you can download and stuff. Um, but knowing ahead of time what those images can be used for is very important for you and for your client so that you have an agreement that you both agree to uh, before the images are sent out so that they don't just end up everywhere. And, you know, to protect us as photographers so that we get paid. Um, one of the things kind of going back to that main concept that I was explaining, the license that people pay for is based on the value. So again, your software for an entire brokerage house has more value, therefore you pay more. Your music in a television commercial versus on your iPhone, listening to it, you know, while you're running, the commercial is more valuable, you pay more for it. So as the value of your intellectual property goes up in relation to who's licensing it, the fees go up. So again, that's why we need to understand these concepts so that we all get paid fairly. 
so one of the things I, I've, I've seen starting to happen is uh, brokerages and, and even realtor boards that are asking photographers to sign over the actual copyright. When you have multiple real estate photographers in a market, uh, some of which are new to the industry, that go ahead and sign that agreement. Um, but somebody that's more established understands, no, this, this is not necessarily a good road to go down. How, how do we compete against photographers that just don't have that education and are really kind of undercutting our business by, by signing away their rights? Yeah, I mean, even you just explaining that scenario makes me want to bang my head against the desk. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's a battle we're all fighting, and that's why we're here today on this podcast to help educate people. It is about educating um, the photographers out there, our clients. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a magic answer for that. Uh, I think education is key, mm -hmm. having these open conversations and explaining everything to people. Um, but that that's a tough one, you know, um, because when you sign your photos away, you're leaving money off the table of other places that you can license those images to. Uh, you're giving up your creative control. Um, and again, the value that you're giving away now is much higher. So they should be compensated for that. So if those contracts are signed and your fee goes up three or four times, okay, great. Maybe, maybe you made a good business decision, <laughs> but a lot of times the fee doesn't go up at all when you sign away those kind of rights. And uh, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah, I, I think if, if you're out there as a real estate photographer and you've received some of these contracts and you want to bro either from a broker or a realtor, I, I would highly suggest that you spend a little bit of money to get counsel from from an attorney or another individual and think about what you're doing. Um, you know, you do have legal rights, like Adam said, even if you don't have a contract being the creator, you hold the copyright to that and you, you do have rights as that creator. So, um, you know, I would just strongly urge you to think about what you're signing away and think about what it would, what it's doing and could do to the industry. Um, and you know, there's, there's, it doesn't mean there couldn't be a win-win with your realtor clients and they could use the photos as well. But um, maybe if we could, if I could use this to transition into the more fun aspect, you know, I want our listeners to know that, they have rights and they should look at those from a business standpoint. And now, now's maybe a good time to work on that being potentially a slower part of the year. But the fun part that I think about and that what you discovered and that you've really have kind of um, perfected, Adam, is this idea of other individuals who might want those photographs. So uh, what was, you know, you, you get, you told us the idea of working in the, in the action sports industry with BMX and, and other companies, um, emailing you, hey, you're at the X Gate. Do you happen to have a photograph of X, Y, or Z? Um, so you you just think differently, and I love that. You know, you're in there and you're thinking, oh, look at this fire space, fireplace. Look at this high end, these high end appliances. Or, or what, how has your thinking shifted a little bit? I guess I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm I think you have probably have a different eye than many of us when you're photographing a piece of property now. Yeah, uh, that's a, a really good observation. And I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and kind of what I what I teach other photographers is what I call the licensing mindset. Because once you do this stuff enough, you do have a big mindset shift. And you no longer walk into a house thinking, let me bang this out so I can get the photos out to the realtor. realtor. You walk into the house thinking, hey, I'm running a business. How can I you know, increase my bottom line? How can I bring in more revenue? And so I look at every shoot as an opportunity to make money. So when I walk into a space, 
tiles jump out at me, faucets jump out at me. I mean, to the point where I can watch a TV show and pinpoint types of faucets and appliances in the background of a sitcom, you know, because I've just done this so much. And, um, you know, it's rubbed off my wife because I'll point things out and now she points things out. Like it is a mindset shift where you realize I'm taking photographs that are valuable to companies and companies are willing and happy to pay for these images. Uh, so how can I utilize my talents and the work that I'm already creating? That's that's the cool thing is like most of the time you're already creating the work. It's already done. And it's just sitting there on your hard drive waiting to be fished out and, and you know, see if you get any bites on it. I was going to say, do, do you mind? I'm just so curious. This is awesome. Like, so the fishing out, like, what is that next step? And and so, so I have a photograph and I say I've identified a, uh, a fireplace, the example you gave, and, and I see a logoed fireplace. And w- what should I do? Should I email the manufacturer? Do I, do I look for a marketing department? How do I begin asking if someone would like to purchase this Im- image? Yeah, good question. So all, all the stuff that we're, we're talking about is like the stuff that's covered super in depth in the, the courses that I offer. But the kind of cliff notes version of it is you are looking for somebody in the marketing department of that company. Um, Sidebar, there are sometimes uh, companies that have like a third-party marketing agency that works for them. Um, but most of the time, you're going to look directly for that uh, company and somebody in the marketing department. Uh, and then it's a matter of finding their email address. And I talk about what I call online detective work. There's lots of different ways and resources and kind of tips and tricks and tactics that you can use to find somebody's email address when you want to reach out to that person, uh, which is kind of one of the skills that I've honed over the years and you know now teach other people. Um, And then after you find that person, it's a matter of sending them the right kind of email that's going to catch their attention, not turn them off, not get sent to junk or pushed down to the bottom of their inbox or whatever. And I think there's, uh, for lack of better words, almost an art form to crafting like the perfect cold pitch email, as I call it, um, to, again, get their attention and, and, you know, get the photo in front of them and help that transaction go forward. Because one of the things we have to remember is that these marketing people at the time that your email lands in their inbox, they're not necessarily looking for a photograph of that particular product. Uh, They're not, you know, they've got 50 other things on their task list that day and you're popping up out of nowhere. So in order to kind of weasel your way into that task list, you need to make it very quick, very short and sweet um, and very easy for them to digest and deal with so that they can move on to the things that are actually important to them at that particular moment. So the, the things that you're telling us about right now, the, the Cliff Notes version, if somebody wanted to learn a little bit more, um, you, you have some online courses about this. How, how can they find that? Yep. Um, AdamTaylor.com slash education is kind of where all my educational resources live. So uh, I have a full course and what I call a mini course all about licensing your photos uh, in this way. And again, the full course teaches the full licensing mindset. It's going to really, I mean, it's more than five hours of content that's really going to drive these points home so that the next home you walk into, you think about it completely differently. Uh, the mini course is essentially the tips and tricks on how to find that the contacts for that person and then the email uh, template that you can use to reach out to them. Well, that that's exciting. Yeah, that what a, what a great resource. Now, Adam, you you do do you have some other trainings as well? I believe you. Um, so you have the the licensing, but um, also what else? What else can we find on your education uh, page of your website? Yeah, on that website, uh, again, adamtaylor.com slash education. Uh, I've got a few workshops that I've hosted uh, that were, you know, kind of virtual through Zoom that the replays are available. Uh, One is essentially start to finish an architectural shoot uh, from, you know, reaching out to the client, to landing the gig, to scouting, shooting, editing, 
client delivery and then uh, project ended up being on the cover of a magazine. So kind of the whole look at an architectural photo shoot. Uh, I've got another workshop that's specifically geared towards editing images. Uh, and then another one that is really geared towards uh, real estate photographers that want to transition into shooting more architecture design work and teaching them how to build a portfolio uh, based off the images that, that they have currently. Um, and that portfolio will now speak to a different set of clientele. Um, and then the last thing that I'm pretty excited about is I have uh, a year's worth of top of mind email templates that uh, once you start shooting architecture design, you can send a biweekly email um, to clients to just keep top of mind and you know just market yourself to them. One of your websites, I, I think I saw uh, saw somewhere, was licenseyourphotos.com. Is that yep. in the yeah, same the, world? Uh, the, of all that's those? the full licensing course, um, okay. but that's also on the education page. So gotcha. uh, you can go to either place. Gotcha. Awesome. Todd, any final questions you have for Adam? Well, um, so th this, this kind of ties back into a, a topic that we touch a lot. It's about growing your business. And we talk about growing your average sale price. Now, this isn't this isn't the ticket price to the realtor, but this is work you've already done. And Adam pointed that out. Um, you know, this is this is money that you're leaving off the table. Adam, can you give us just an idea? I mean, does this happen once a year to you? I mean, is this is this something that how how frequent does this happen? And, and how much can can a realtor or a real estate photographer, excuse me, start to begin to make and, and or think about with licensing out? Yeah, really good question. So. Uh, one of the real estate photographers in our private Facebook group, that's a member of the course. Um, he recently mentioned that he's made $10,000 this year off of additional licensing sales. Wow. Um, based off the topics that we cover in the course. Uh, I do this quite a bit, not only for myself, but, um, since kind of, I don't know, becoming quote unquote, the licensing guy, um, other people have come to me. Um, and now I act as a licensing agent for a handful of other architectural photographers all around the country. Um, and so they send me their images and I, you know, try to farm them out and get them licensed. And so in 2021, uh, for myself and the photographers I work with, I secured $90,000 in sales. Wow. Um, so it is real money. It, it can be done. And I, I do want to say, you know, not every real estate photographer is going to expect to make 90 grand a year. Like that's, that's not realistic. Um, and I also think that you need to be realistic about the homes that you shoot, you know, somebody in LA that's shooting a lot of you know, multi-million dollar properties with all new fixtures and high-end appliances and things, they're probably going to have a lot more possibilities to sell than somebody in middle America that's shooting in a, a real small town with, you know, lower income housing. But uh, when you go into the newer houses, the nicer homes, the, the homes with really good staging, the new construction, the model homes, those kind of things, that's when that licensing mindset should really kick in. Um, and so, yeah, you can really make some, some substantial money and going back to your point of, you know, we all kind of have uh, this this goal to grow our business. This can be another kind of vertical in your business, right? You can set a goal each year of I want to, you know, up my ticket price for each photo shoot to this. And I want to make this in licensing per month, per year, per quarter, whatever it is, you know, set those goals uh, and, you know, add that as another element to your business. And like you were saying earlier, we're getting towards the back half of the year. Things might slow down for a lot of people. That's the perfect time to go through those archives. And, you know, hopefully people hearing this have a light bulb going off and they're thinking, oh, I shot that really nice place back a couple months ago. Let me find those photos and, you know, go back and look through the photos, see if you see any logos, see if you see any, um, you know, products that you recognize or anything like that. 
I think it's a good way to really moving forward if, if we haven't done this before to really start, yeah, start looking at our appointments differently and look for those things that we could license out to a different market. Um, so yeah, great insight, Adam. Thanks for sharing all this. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, any final thoughts that you want to share with those that are watching or listening right now? Um, you know, one thing that uh, this is kind of going back a little bit, uh, pr part of our previous conversation when we we're talking about the copyright and the kind of the expectations with the realtor uh, and, you know, some realtors want to have the copyright, et cetera, maybe having conversations at that point about what are your goals? Like if you want the copyright, why do you want that? Do you understand what that means? Like maybe they're asking for something that they don't truly understand. Mm -hmm. So the more you know and you're educated, the more you can ask questions to really help meet their goals because we all want to be of great service to our clients. So let's really ask questions and figure out what it is they want, what their needs are, what their goals are. And maybe there's a solution that's going to work well for both of us to help them reach those goals. So um, that all kind of ties back into the communication and education thing, which I think is sort of the crux of all of this. We're educating with photographers right now. We want to educate our clients and have an open communication with both photographers and clients is going to help all of us in this industry. Yeah, that's such a great thought, Adam, because we can't assume that the, our realtors are coming to us highly educated, you know, in contracts and copyright. Quite honestly, probably many of them are there's there's been some cases in the headlines that are that they're probably scared about where, you know, they they either um, a big corporation has used images illegally and now some of these contracts come out that talk about um, worldwide irrevocable right you know they have some really big terms that you're giving away a lot of copyright but yet just as adam said don't assume that your realtor is anything more than just scared about it as well and just have that conversation and okay why do you want it and what do you want to do with it do you understand what i would want don't be afraid to share those things with your clients i think that's a great yeah. tip adam yeah, and, and even being open about your business practice, like let them know that part of your business model, part of how you make money and feed your family is licensing your photos to other companies that need them. So uh, if we're not holding that back and we're upfront and honest about that with our clients, they get a better understanding of what our business model is. Uh, and again, I think that communication just helps everybody. Yeah, great advice. Todd, what he just said, what Adam just said, just being upfront about things, that seems to be a theme in many of the episodes we've just done about transparency with people. I mean, we're dealing with people. If we just live honest, open, and, and just be real about the business that we're running and be real about ourselves, I, people will start to trust each other in business. And that's where relationship grows. And you can have a really long, profitable relationship, uh, business relationship with the clients that you're serving. So Adam, yeah, just great insight. Thanks so much. Adam, thanks again for all the great insight today. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Adam online to uh, see his courses. He's done all the work for you. So please just go there, see what he has, um, and uh, you know, support him with all the work that he's put into it. That's been a ton of work. Um, again, for those of you out there that are listening, if you haven't subscribed, please feel free to hit that subscribe button. It would help us out, uh, and you will be notified of our upcoming podcasts right when they launch. Uh, and send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what questions you are battling with or what you want to work on during this off season. And uh, we will uh, gear this podcast and these topics around what you need.
Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget we also have an audio-only version of the podcast. You can check that out at spiromedia.podbean.com. We're on all the all the normal uh, podcasting platforms, you know, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, all of those. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Great to listen in between appointments as, as driving from one listing to another. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Leave comments in, in the comments section. If you've got a question for Adam uh, or a question for us, you can reach out to us at hello at Spiro.media, or you can also email me directly at craig at Spiro.media, especially if you have a question about the software platform called Spiro. I uh, would love to talk with you about that. If you want to learn more about the, the software, you can also check out our website, again, just Spiro.media. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Hopefully you uh, benefited from some information on licensing and copyright. Again, thanks to our guest, Adam Taylor, uh, for sharing what he did. Uh, we're just always just very grateful for the guests that come on and, and take time out of their day to share the knowledge that they have to make our businesses better. So until next week, count your blessings and take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.